0: Hey there, everyone, you're listening to the 10th inning with your host, Nicker Dwyer. In today's episode, I will be giving you my predictions for the MLB wildcard tonight and tomorrow's game. In tonight's game, we have the NL wildcard between the Brewers and the Nationals. In tomorrow's game, we have the AL wildcard, the Rays against the Athletics. So, before we get into it, I will be giving you in my next episode. My rest, the rest of my playoff predictions, but right now I'm going to give you my wildcard predictions for tonight and tomorrow. Without further ado, let's get started in the NL. We have the Brewers and the Nationals. Let's start off with the Brewers. The Brewers were the hottest team in September probably, even without star outfielder Christian Yelich. Without outfielder Christian Yelich, who went down September 10th, they still managed to have a 20-7 record in September. Probably the best of all the teams out there. That's what led them into the wild card. Now, Christian Jelic, potential MVP candidate, went down on September 10th. At this point, the Brewers sat at 76-68. Third place in the division and third place in the wild card standings. One game back of division rival Chicago Cubs. In their final 18 games without Christian Jelic, they went 13-5 to lock up that second wildcard spot and a game in Washington against the Nationals. Now the Nationals, they finished the season hot as well. They were 17-11 and in September. Helped them earn that number one wildcard spot. And this was thanks to the play of Anthony Rendon. Anthony Rendon was... He cooled down a little bit in September, but in August, he was probably the hottest player in the whole MLB during this time, he put himself into MVP consideration with how hot he was, and this was without their star pitcher, Matt Scherzer. Matt Scherzer went down in early July, came back for a little bit in late July, but then went down on the DL on the IL again on July 29th. He didn't return until August 22nd. This meant that. Steven Strasburg and Patrick Corbin had to be relied on for the Nationals. Now, they didn't have great August, but their team played amazing over that stretch. They had seven losses in all of August, which led them to be one of the best teams. And this is because Anthony Rendon led them on an offensive surge. In August, he had a 3.94 average with 8 home runs and 29 RBIs. He gave them the offense that they needed. Since then, Rendon has cooled down, but the Nationals are back at full strength. Max Scherzer is back. He will be starting the NL wildcard game against the Brewers. So let's get into the prediction right now. Max Scherzer will be starting the wildcard game, but I mean, it's good news for Nationals fans. However, Scherzer has not been the same pitcher since he returned from injury. Since his return, Scherzer has a 5.16 ERA in 5 starts with 43 strikeouts to 6 walks. Those numbers are good. The strikeout to walk ratio is very good. But the ERA, that's not typical Matt Scherzer. Maybe he's still dealing with the injury a little bit. We don't know. But all we know is it's not typical Matt Scherzer. Now, since this is a winner go home, if Scherzer doesn't perform up to standards, it's very possible that Patrick Corbin and Steven Strasburg will be on hold in case they need him because the wild card is only a one-game thing. There's no series. It's one game, win or go home. They need everything they can get. They have three top-tier pitchers that they can use. One of them is starting the game, but the other two, they can always bring in off the bench, out of the bullpen, if they need them. Now, Matt Scherzer not 4-2 and the playoffs, and usually pitches pretty well. But the Cy Young-level Max Scherzer has to return in this game if he wants to give the Nationals their best chance to win. Now going to the Brewers. The Brewers are using Brandon Woodruff. The 24-year-old so far is having the best season of his young career. He has a 3.62 ERA with 143 strikeouts and 30 walks. In a limited playoff career, Woodruff is 1 1 with a 2.19 ERA and a a.81 whip, which is outstanding. Woodruff has been the team's best pitcher all season long, so it's understandable that they want to use him in their wildcard matchup. Plus, they're not known as the juggernaut pitching as the Nationals are. The na- The Brewers might have a better lineup, even though it's still a little tough without Christian Yelich. Without Yelich in the lineup, they'll have to rely on the same squad that got them into the playoffs, which I like because they were one of the hottest teams, and we all know that hot teams go far in the playoffs. It's not always the best teams. It's the hot teams that go far, but they'll have to go against Mad Max. I expect Max Scherzer to come back from this little skid he's on right now and play one of his best games of the season, because he knows it's do or die. He needs to do everything, and the Nationals lineup has so much firepower. Brandon Woodruff, yeah, he's had a very good season so far. He'll continue to be good, but the Nationals have so much firepower in their lineup. They have Anthony Rendon, Juan Soto, Trey Turner, Brian Dozier. They have a lot more, but those are just four names that come right off the na- right off the lineup to you, and I don't think the Brewers can match them tick for tack. So I think the Nationals, with one of the best offenses and one of the best pitchers of the past decade, starting this game for them, they'll meet up with the Dodgers in the second round. They're going to move on five to two. Woodruff will pitch a good game for them, but it won't be enough for the Brewers to overcome this game against Washington. So Washington will be moving on to go to L.A. to face the Dodgers. Now we get into Wednesday's game with the AL wildcard Rays versus Athletics. This game will be a matchup of two different styles right now. The Rays, one of the best pitching staffs in the whole MLB. Starters, openers, and bullpen. The Athletics, they have one of the best lineups throughout. They don't hit for average. They are power strictly. They look for power. They look for any opportunity they can get it and they're one of the best teams. They also have some great defense. This specifically comes at the corner infielders with Matt Olson and Matt Chapman. Matt Chapman at third base, one of the best defenders of the current generation. Him and Nolan Arenado and even Alex Bregman right up there looking at the best defenders at the hot corner now the athletics have a little more star power in their lineup when you look at it they have Matt Olson Matt Chapman Marcus Simeon who's putting on a career season in the running right now for the AL MVP then they have Mark Canna who can come off the bench for them looking at the Rays they don't have as much firepower they have Tommy Pham Kevin Kiermeyer, G-Man Troy Willie Adames but they don't have as much name recognition as the Athletics do. The Athletics also have Chris Davis, who can come off the bench and immediately give you runs off the bat with his power. Now, the Rays aren't bad at all. The Rays finished the season 96-66, and clinching their first playoff burst since 2013. This was because of pitching. No one on the offensive end truly stood out for them. Their top hitter, their DH, Austin Meadows, hit 33 home runs with 89 RBIs, both leading the team for them, but pitching, they are amazing. They posted a team 3.65 ERA, led the American lead, and they allowed the fewest home runs of any team with 181. Their bullpen, yeah, their starters weren't bad at all. They also have openers who weren't bad, but their bullpen is a big reason for this. Their bullpen held opposing teams to a 2.30 average, second in the American League, and their bullpen held teams to a 3.59 ERA all season long. So when you look at the team ERA at 3.65 going against the bullpen ERA, there's really not much of a difference there. But which shows that the starters had a great season, but the bullpen will be needed for this game against the firepower. That the Athletics bring. However, the Rays will be pitching Charlie Morton in the game. Charlie Morton had a career season this year. Yeah, he was great last season with the Houston Astros. Two seasons ago with the Houston Astros. But this year, Morton really stood out. And if it weren't for Justin Verlander or Garrett Cole having great seasons in their own right, Morton realistically could have been an AL Cy Young candidate. Morton was 16-6 and on the year with 3.05 ERA, a one08 walks watch-to-hits per inning, 240 strikeouts, and 57 walks on the year. That's a 4.21 strikeout-to-walk ratio right there. The Rays couldn't have a better player in a win-or-go-home situation. Now, an interesting thing about the Rays, they had 48 wins at home, 48 wins on the road. So, it doesn't really matter whether they're home or away this game. They will be away this game, but again, it doesn't really matter. They were good on both sides of the home and visiting, so it won't be a problem for them. They'll go in like nothing. But the Athletics, the Athletics have a ton of power in the lineup. Three players in Matt Olson, Matt Chapman, Marcus Simeon all have 30-plus home runs, all have 90-plus RBIs this year. If my Trout and Alex Bregman weren't in the AL, Marcus Simeon could be a serious contender for the AL MVP. And the Athletics will be playing at home, which is huge for them this game. They have the fourth best home record in the MLB this season at 52-29, and which gives a big advantage, obviously, at the Coliseum. So now let's get into the prediction. The Athletics have home field advantage, which is huge for them. Their bullpen looks great without Blake Trident and Lou Trevino, their top performers from the 2018 season. Liam Hendricks came on this season. Their closer, first-time All-Star, finished with a season with a 1.8 ERA, 124 strikeouts and 85 innings. They also restocked their starting staff by acquiring Homer Bailey at the deadline and signing Brett Anderson. However, they will be without their top performer, in the pitching staff, Frankie Montas, the Dominican-born right-hander who was suspended for performance-enhancing drugs. Due to this, they have not—they have yet to name a starter for the wildcard matchup. I expect it to be Sean Mania, because they need a strong lefty to go. Sean Mania not gonna not gonna scare you with his speed. He's a control and movement pitcher. He doesn't shock you with the speed but Minaya is what they need right now, I think, if they're going to do anything. Now, Charlie Morton will be taking the mound for the Rays, and this gives the Rays so much of a chance because Morton has been their best pitcher all season. But if Morton can't contain this lineup, they're going to a bullpen, which is the best or second best in the league, maybe to the Astros. So, I like the Rays' chances here, even the. Even though the Athletics have a not lineup, unless the Athletics bring Sean Manai in to pitch this team and he plays really well, I don't, I don't see the Athletics winning. I see the Athletics going down in the wildcard matchup for the second year in a row. Last season they lost to the Yankees. I don't see them doing it this season. I don't see them passing the Rays. They could because of home field. Either way, this game will be close. I have the Rays 4, Athletics 3, and the Rays will be moving on to face Houston in the second round. So, those are my AO wildcard predictions for these next two days. Remember, in in this next video, I will be giving you the rest of my MLB predictions for the playoffs after these two wildcard games are done. I want to have these two wildcard games in the bag so I know what I'm working with because it might be different if the Astros are facing the Rays or the Athletics or the Dodgers are facing the Brewers or the Nationals. So I want to make sure I get a good, a good look at who they're actually going to be facing before I look into this. But so, just look out for that next episode. It should be up with after the AL Wild Card game. So it should be up on Thursday. Until then, Nick O's Wire with the 10th inning. See ya.